Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's your boy G Money, Fantasy Football Diagnostics, episode 26. Doing a week seven recap and we're going to get to our waiver wise section of the pod. I give you guys guys that I think, you know, stepped up this week in a very 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 weird week everyone that went off i feel like was on someone's bench everyone was just a guy i feel like it was it was crazy this week uh not a lot of people performed up to their expectations but uh, a lot of weather you know that affected these games uh hopefully this is a one of a kind week but we're gonna get right into it we're gonna start with the quarterbacks it's the g money takeover your boy john is at the jets and pats game tonight for monday night football so all this week seven recap that we're gonna go to this waiver wire pod is going to be excluding the Monday night game. Um, so if you, you know, see Julian Edelman go off, hopefully that happens. Uh, Le'Veon Bell get four points, hopefully that happens so I can get this win against John. Uh, it won't be excluded in this pod. But let's get right into it, into the G-Money takeover. Starting with quarterbacks, number one, Aaron Rodgers. That's a bad man, as Stephen A would say. 25 for 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns. Also added a rushing touchdown, so he had six total touchdowns in this win against Oakland. It was a vintage Aaron Rodgers performance. Uh, this is something you would like to see from Aaron Rodgers. I feel like every time you know this podcast talks about him uh, maybe declining and someone you might not want to start, he goes off. Uh, did it for the Eagles game. Now we're doing it again, and he just quarterback won by far. Uh, this is this is something you you draft that you expect to see from Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully, this is put into the game plan going forward. Because Aaron Rodgers you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I've said it, you can't just, you know, ride him off completely. But now if he produces like this fantasy-wise, even close to this, uh, yeah, he's your every weekly, everyday weekly starter that you wanted coming into the year. Uh, coming in at quarterback number two, Matt Stafford. Matty Stafford going in 30 for 45, completion percentage. Uh, it's 364 yards passing, four touchdowns, one interception, all four of the touchdowns. Went to Marvin Jones, who also had a monstrous day. Uh, it was a great game for the, the, the Detroit Lions offensively. Um, they couldn't get it done defensively. And a great game, uh, both sides. Uh, Dalvin Cook ran all over them. Um, you know, Dalen scored a touchdown. Kirk Cousins was passing all over on that Detroit defense. So Matt Staff had to do what he could on the offensive end. He gave you a great performance, a QB2 performance. And this guy, now I'm going to mention him as far as a streamable quarterback coming in, you know, for next week. Because they got a good matchup against the Giants. Uh, a lot of, you know, top QBs uh, on a bye or hurt. Uh, this is a guy you should be looking at next week uh, if you need a quarterback to stream. And coming at QB3, Captain Kirk. You already know, Kirk Cousins, 24 for 34, 337 yards and four touchdowns. Second straight game with a four-touchdown performance. This is something you like to see from Kirk Cousins. Uh, and an uh, offense that in the beginning of the year <laughs> we thought was going to be doomed. Offensively, as far as passing the ball, we thought this is a very run-heavy offense, but he got the 34 attempts. That's a good number I think you would like to see uh, in a team, in an offense that still wants to run the ball. But if he gets that 34 uh, attempts mark, and if he's uh, throwing four touchdowns a game, yeah, he probably won't do every game, but 
in the last two games, he's given you those numbers. So I think he's another guy, name that can pop up to someone you can add on your team. Um, if you have a Lamar on a buy or something like that, you can uh, plug and play for coming in week, coming weeks. And just to round out the top 12 for QBs, got Jacoby Jepersett at four, Jared Goff at five, Lamar Jackson coming in at QB six. Then we got Ryan Fitzpatrick at QB seven, Dak Prescott, QB eight, Andy Dalton, Josh Allen, my QB start of the week, Phillip Rivers, and Garner Minshew rounding out that RB uh, QB 12. So those are the QBs for the week. What stood out to me, um, basically, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was one of the odd things coming into this week. Yeah, he, you know, he'll give you one of these performances, one or two performances every year uh, where he'll finish as a QB1. Um, you know, the, the Dolphins almost had him. Dolphins had the Bills on the ropes, but, uh, you know, the Bills held on. That was uh, something that stood out to me. Ryan Tannehill, he just missed the uh, QB1 mark, came in at QB13. But uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, this is a showing tell that, you know, showing that, you know, if you just have a competent quarterback uh, in this Titans offense um, with a good game plan, you know, you could be successful. So that's good to see Ryan Tannehill uh, be good in that offense. Um, maybe that's a good thing for science to come. So definitely for the skill players around him. Um, so we'll talk about that a little more in the waiver wire pod for the receivers. But those two things really stood out to me as far as the quarterbacks. Uh, and let's move on right on to running backs, which is even <laughs> weirder than the, the quarterbacks, I would say. RB1 on my bench in about three leagues. I started him in one league just because it was a 16-team league. Chase Edmonds, home of Fordham University from the Bronx. You already know. Chase Edmonds, man, ran all over these Giants. Had 27 carries, 126 yards, and three touchdowns. This man was everywhere from the beginning of the game. David Johnson came in for about one snap in the beginning of the game, got subbed out, and then Chase Edmonds didn't look back. He ran all over the Giants, as I was saying. Uh, this is uh, sh- showing that, you know, this offense can produce with two running backs, even if David Johnson is healthy. I think Chase Edmonds has uh, standalone volume. And if, you know, David Johnson is dinged up in any way, we know that Chase Edmonds will get used and he, they're comfortable using him and not, you know, going back to David Johnson uh, during the game to risk more injury. Uh, this is a crazy uh, news how he probably lost a lot of games for people because they were on your, his bench. But uh, I'd say going forward, if David Johnson's dinged up in any way, if he's questionable, I think uh gives you, you know, permission to start Chase Edmonds as well uh, in this backfield. If David Johnson's out, you definitely have to start Chase Edmonds as an RB1 play. Um, this is a guy that's, you know, going to produce going forward, I think. Uh, coming in at RB2, Latavius Murray. I think this is um, <clears throat> pretty – we saw it coming ha- happening here because uh, Keem Hicks was out for the Bears. But Latavius Murray coming in, stepping in for Alvin Kamar, producing heavily with 27 carries, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, if you had him, uh, if you were the Kamar owner and you plugged in play, kudos to you. That was good. Um, yeah, the the Bears got run all over with from the Saints. Uh, 36-25 score, but that score does not show how much of a blowout the Saints uh, put on the Bears. It was bad. It was a lot of garbage time points for the Bears at the end. But Latavius Murray was one of the main reasons why he uh, did what he had to do. And if Alvin Kamara misses extended time, if he misses next week, if they hold him to the bye, you got to keep plugging and playing Latavius Murray as a you know low end RB one numbers. It got get you uh, RB two overall. So if you, if you could do that for you going forward, as you have to expect, uh, you know RB one high and RB two numbers going forward. Um, third, 
this guy, you know, it's gonna he's been on the list <laughs> about every week this year. Dalvin Cook with 27.4 FanDuel points, had 25 carries for 142 yards and two touchdowns. This man has been running all year, all year on everybody. It doesn't matter what the matchup is. He's matchup proof. Um, he's been doing everything for this team. Uh, the one constant in this team, uh, past the receivers, uh, past Kirk Cousins, he's been the main constant for this team, giving you 27.4 FanDuel points. Chase Simmons had 34. Latavius Murray had 29.5. And to round out the top 12, Zeke Elliott came out of RB4 uh, with 23.7. Austin Eckler back in that top, which is pretty good to see him there, coming out RB5. Then Derrick Henry coming out RB6. Aaron Jones, RB7. Leonard Fournette, RB8. Saquon, good to see him. Got a touchdown, RB9. Josh Jacobs, Royce Freeman, and Ty Gurley coming in at RB12. Uh, one of the things that stand out to me, uh, Jamal Williams, he came in at RB13, so that, you know, puts Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both in a, you know, a top, you know, RB1 situation, which is, uh, pretty interesting. Um, I think this won't be the last time that this happens in a team that, you know, offense that predominantly wants to run the ball, uh, other than, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, flinging it in the air this, this game, but they, their game plan is, their strength is in their run game, so both of these guys, got involved in the pass game and in the run game. Um, so that's good to see them. Saquon is back. Glad he scored a touchdown in this game. Hopefully his usage, you know, steadily goes up. Even though he was banged up a little bit in this game, <clears throat> he came through for you, uh, owners. Other than that, it's really Chase Simmons that stole the day here. Uh, and, you know, it'll be very interesting to see how this situation is going to play going forward because uh, this is this is wild. The David Johnson's the top RB, like, you know, First round draft pick for a lot of people, uh, at least the second round. So if you don't have Chase Edmonds, you're going to have to go maybe buy high for this guy at this point. Uh, let's move right on to wide receivers. Marvin Jones coming in at wide receiver one, getting off all those touchdowns from Matt Stafford, putting up 38.3 FanDuel points, scoring points, 10 receptions for 93 yards. And those four touchdowns that I said, all from Matt Stafford. He plays so well. He always has one or two of these games every year. I remember a couple of years ago, he put up about three or four touchdowns on the Packers. Uh, he does this every year. You know, uh, he had a th- great Thanksgiving game where he had two or three touchdowns. Um, you really don't know when it's going to come, but Marvin Jones is going to have a monstrous day one a week, one or two weeks every year. Uh, coming in at wide receiver two, Zach Pascal. You know, I think he's, you know, the clear number two receiver now in this offense for the Colts. Coming in with six receptions for 106 yards, two touchdowns, 25.6 FanDuel scoring points. Uh, this is a good performance by him. T.Y. also, you know, did well, but he led the, this receiving core this week. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays going forward. I think he definitely has some intrigue because with Paris Campbell being hurt, Zach Pascal is going to step in and get a lot of reps in this offense. DeAndre Hopkins coming in at number three. My man, D-Hop. Nine receptions, 106 yards, and one touchdown. That's 21.1 FanDuel scoring points. Uh, this is, you know, I expected this in this game. D-Hop kills the Colts, um, and I expected that from T.Y. You know, T.Y. kills the Texans. They both came to play and showed up. Wide receiver four, Marquez Valdez-Scandlin. About time. This is the time that, you know, the game that we wanted for him. Um, he's had a couple, of, another couple of these games. Seems like he only gets this on a very low volume, though. He had two receptions for 133 yards and a touchdown. So that's interesting there. Uh, wide receiver five, Allen Robinson. Wide receiver six, Stephon Diggs. 
back and giving you another wide receiver one performance, which is good. Michael Thomas, wide receiver seven. Alex Erickson coming in at wide receiver seven. Uh, Corey Davis coming in at wide receiver eight. John Brown, followed by T.Y. Hilton, and Tyree Kill, wide receiver 12. What stood out to me here, uh, you know, definitely Corey Davis, I think, finding himself with a wide receiver one performance. A.J. Brown also had a good performance as well. So I think that's going to be very intriguing because Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback now. He, thank you, showed a lot of competence uh, playing the quarterback position. So if Corey Davis finally, with his first-round talent, can get himself a quarterback, this might be interesting for him going forward. Uh, I like that to see. I like Tyreek Hill, you know, back in wide receiver one. Again, you're going to see this every week from him. Um, other than that, I think, you know, pretty interesting was Zach Pascal. I think he's going to have some intrigue as well going forward. Uh, and last, let's get to these tight ends. Let's get to the, the people that stepped up at tight end one. Our boy Darren Waller coming in with 28.1 FanDuel scoring points, seven receptions, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. He was in good. He was in a good spot here, but Darren Waller balled out. Uh, this is a great performance by him. Uh, I like to see this from him. You, you know, Darren Waller. Uh, John Gruden trusts him. He thinks he's a special player, and uh, yeah, he's the tight end one that he's gonna you're gonna get every week. Uh, Eric Ebron coming in at tight end two, four receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. This is a good spot for him here, giving you 15 fan, fan duel points. Um, that's that's a good number for him. He's had a lot of some crazy catches this year in the red zone. Uh, you always know he's going to get targeted in the red zone, so I think he has intrigue as a bottom tight end one with some, you know, tight end two with some tight end one upside. Um, so yeah, that's good for him there to be targeted in the red zone at least. So he'll get one or two opportunities to get you a top t- touchdown. And then coming at tight end three, Jimmy Graham, four receptions, 65 yards and a touchdown, giving you 14.5 FanDuel scoring points. This is good for him. Uh, especially with all these Packers receivers being banged up. I think if the Packers receivers are going to still be banged up going forward, like Devontae Adams and Geronimo Allison, uh, Jimmy Graham is going to get targeted, especially in the red zone. Um, so that's good for him, just like Eric Ebron, um, a guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to keep trusting more and more, those jump balls and just, you know, getting him using his big body to get him open. Tight end four, Teron him up, Kyle Rudolph. Then we got Gerald Everett back, you know, that tight end five. Dallas Goddard, uh, talk about Zach Ertz not really stepping up, but Dallas Goddard did in that offense. He came up at tight end six. Then you got Hunter Henry at tight end seven. Austin Hooper, Josh Hill coming in after Austin Hooper. Then you got Rhett Ellison coming in after Josh Hill. Uh, He had a great dime from Danny Dimes, of course. Great catch, uh, taking advantage of Evan Ingram not stepping up in this prime matchup. Talk about another tight end that didn't step up, but the back end tight end did. Uh, so that's was especially good for him. And then after that, we got Foster Moriu coming in at tight end 11. And then Irv Smith Jr. finishing off the top tight end 12. A lot of names that you probably won't see again in this list. But uh, I like Austin Hooper again. This man's been so consistent. The one constant really in this Falcons offense. A really rough go for the, uh, for the Falcons against the Rams. Matt Ryan getting hurt at the end of that game. But Austin Hooper... Got his touchdown. Really the only one that produced. I like to see Hunter Henry, again, giving you a tight end one performance. That's what's up in this offense. And, yeah, the two, those two back in, backup tight ends for the Giants and for the Eagles, both stepping up over Zach Ertz and Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram in the prime matchup, like I said before. So that was uh, disappointing to see him 
Uh, weather affected a lot of these games, especially the Redskins 49ers game. Uh, so you, George Kittle, you know, a lot of those 49ers didn't get a lot of play this week, a lot of action, and then a lot of rain, some rain <clears throat> in the Giants Cardinals game. Uh, that's why you saw a lot of players with their without gloves on, uh, which didn't seem to help. They all seemed to be dropping all the balls, um, but the only one that was catching the balls was Golden Tate. So. It's very interesting to see how that goes going forward. Weather will affect a lot of these games, so keep an eye on the forecast coming into the game. Uh, snow, rain, um, wind, yeah, that's going to affect some quarterbacks, you know, receivers catching the ball, kickers kicking the ball. So that's just something to think about going forward. So let's get to these money time. Let's get to these waivers, you know, to get to the guys that I think, you know, will get you could be a league winners for you. Could be a guy to help you next week, short term, long term. Really, it stops at the top. These running backs, your boy Chase Edmonds from Fordham University, playing outstanding this week. He's only owned in 48% of leagues for the Cardinals. Appeared on this list before uh, because David Johnson was owned in 100% of leagues. Chase Edmonds should be owned in 100% of leagues. And now you see right here his value to David Johnson and to this offense. Um, if you're an owner of him, he had 27 carries again, 126 yards with three touchdowns, added the four receptions for 24 yards as well. He's an all-around dual-threat running back. He's locked in, I think, with standalone volume and our RB1 if David Johnson can't go. Uh, he has a tough matchup next week versus the Saints. Um, you know, they say David Johnson just didn't feel right, um, so we don't want that. If, if even remotely close of him, being uh, not feeling right, you got to have Dave, Chase Simmons ready to play uh, for sure in the, in the next matchup. Uh, the Cardinals even, you know, worked out Jay Jai. They worked out some other running backs. So, you know, they're they're uh, starting to plan if David Johnson, um, he's day-to-day right now, but if he, he misses some extended time, they have to have a contingency plan in place. So that just shows right there Chase Simmons' importance and how you should you need to add him. He needs to be owned on 100% of rosters. Number two, Ty Johnson, he's available on 100, 99% of a Yahoo leagues, basically 100. on Johnson came out early in this game with a knee injury. That's tough. He has a brace over it now. Uh, Ty Johnson came in and filled up for him. He had 10 carries for 29 yards, also added four receptions for 28 yards. So he's the new number one. If on Johnson misses an extended period of time, you, if you're the on Johnson owner, hopefully you had Ty Johnson. You probably didn't. Um, as he's available in 99% of Yahoo leagues, but you need to add this guy. Uh, he'll have standalone value if you know Carry On can't play. I think he's uh, RB two at the very least because they have a matchup against the Giants, who Chase Edmonds just ran for 126 yards on. So he has a juicy matchup next week if Carry On can't go. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, two running backs. I had them both in one league, and they combined for about a hot two points. I think less than that. So. Yeah, you need to have these handcuffs ready to go. Uh, moving on from the running backs, I think those are the only two guys that stuck out to me. For wide receivers, uh, Zach Pascal, talked about him. He you know, put up a wide receiver one performance this week. He's available in 99% of Yahoo leagues. He had seven targets, six receptions on those seven targets for 106 yards and two touchdowns. He's basically taken over, locked in as the number two receiver offense in, in, in this Colts offense, which is, you know, pretty Printing pretty good offense going forward. Jacoby Brissett has been balling. We saw, you know, he was a waiver wire, old guy in this waiver wire list, um, a streamable option every week. Uh, I like Jacoby Brissett, and it does well for T.Y. and for Zach Pascal or any receiver in this offense. 
Paris Campbell's hurt. Zach Pascal fills in. He should be a guy you need to look at if you need some receiver help and some receiver depth going forward. Uh, other receivers after that, your boys are back. Corey Davis and A.J. Brown. Uh, Corey Davis being owned in 41% of Yahoo Leagues. A.J. Brown being owned in 17% of Yahoo Leagues. Corey Davis got seven targets for six receptions, 80 yards, and a touchdown. But Brown got eight targets, one more than Corey Davis, with six receptions and 64 yards. Both you know, great performances, at least a wide receiver one and a wide receiver two performance. You like to see that there. Ryan Tannehill, man, if he you know gives them both fantasy relevance, if uh, he has you know the competency you know, to play like he did this week, uh, like how he played, he then just guess what? They have a juicy, very juicy matchup against the Bucks next week. Very weak secondary. They give it up to quarterbacks. They give it up to wide receivers. So you know you might want to be ready to uh, plug and play, add those guys, and uh, may- maybe also play them as well next week in your flex position. Um, and if you need help at that wide receiver position, because there'll be some teams on by next week, um, and then there'll be team, uh, a lot of people hurt uh, coming up every week. Um, so you got to be ready for those situations. And then lastly, for my wide receivers, uh, I can't, you know, got to keep recommending this guy. I wasn't confident about recommending him last week, but I did. Devontae Parker, he's owned in 13% of Yahoo leagues, but he got 10 targets, five receptions for 55 yards, and a touchdown. This is his third straight game with a, t- a touchdown. Uh, I think he's a great deep league at it at this point. And if you need to go and get him in a 12-team league, I think it's recommended that you can do it now. Uh, with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm, um, he's going to get those opportunities, I think. Preston Williams also had a, a decent game. So, uh, you know, I think you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, if he has a good game, if he's hot, he can uh, make these receivers relevant. Uh, you just don't know because it is on – probably arguably the worst team in the NFL, uh, the Dolphins. But uh, Devontae Parkin, I think, definitely a deep league guy if you need some receiver depth. And let's switch on to quarterback. Um, really the only guy on this list, Ryan Tannehill. He's available in 95% of Yahoo leagues, 23 for 39, with 312 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception in the win over the Chargers. Uh, he also added five carries, you know, for seven yards. So they tried to get him involved a little bit, um, scrambling. I think, you know, this is a good guy to add because he's a good streamable option next week uh, <clears throat> with the great matchup against the Bucks. Talk about how Corey Davis and A.J. Brown should be affected in a positive way. That's because Ryan Tannehill also should have a good matchup against the Bucks as well. Um, so this is a guy you can use to stream, um, you know, talk about that. And then also other quarterbacks you can stream. Specifically talking to those Pat Mahomes owners, I'm one of them. Lamar Jackson owners, I also own them in another league. The Dak Prescott owners of the world, and even Matt Ryan. If you're, you know, these guys are either on a buy or hurt, uh, you got to be ready. You got to have contingency plans in place. So let's talk about those quarterbacks who you need to stream. Kirk Cousins, uh, besides Ryan Tannehill, I think Kirk Cousins, you know, home against the Redskins on Thursday night. Uh, this man's coming off two straight four touchdown performances. He's only owned in 63% of Yahoo leagues, so you might want to go get him, stream him for a week, or maybe, you know, even keep him and plug and play uh, as a QB, bottom QB in one, because, you know, the Vikings offense has become a little more balanced, and they're they're getting the ball in the air, for sure. Uh, And also, Sam Darnold next week, disregard everything that you're going to see tonight, (laughs) or Monday Night Football, uh, because, you know, this is the tough matchup, it's the Pats, no one really has done well against the Pats this year. But Sam Donald on the road versus Jacksonville and coming up in week eight. I think that's a good spot for him. 
Uh, might be a sneaky little shootout, Sam versus Gardner Minshew. Uh, it's kind of intriguing to me now I talk about it. So uh, I think that's good for him and in general. Lastly, Jacoby Brissett, uh, who put up a great performance this week. We talked about it already against Houston. Uh, he could be a streamable play. Uh, he's only owned in 48% of Yahoo leagues, but they have a tough no a tough one against Denver next week. They're home at least. Um, you saw the Chiefs um, put up a lot of points on them, mostly because of the defense. But uh, Jacoby Brissett in this good offense, I think he'll hold his own at home against Denver next week. So if I had to rank him, it would probably be, you know, get Kirk Cousins, uh, get Sam Darnold, get Ryan Tannehill after that. Uh, and then probably, I would probably Jacoby Brissett before Ryan Tannehill. But uh, yeah, I would target Kirk Cousins and Sam Darnold um, if you're in need of a quarterback for next week. Um, week eight, you got to be ready. Uh, it's a tough stretch with these buys. Uh, hold on and, and, you know, keep faith. You know, you got to keep faith. So I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch this Monday night game, see if I can see my man John on TV or something like that. Um, but, yeah, Fantasy Football Diagnostics, Episode 26, Week 7 Recap, Waiver Wire Pod, your boy G-Money Takeover. It's over, and I'm out.